I Can't Book This, episode 10. I'm your host, Fredo, joined by my co-host, Eddie, and we're here to talk about wrestling. Now, this week, episode is kind of jam-packed. Obviously, you know, we have TakeOver, SummerSlam, so we're going to kick it off with uh, uh, from Saturday night with NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Man, Undisputed Era th- versus Mustache Mountain through the door. What was you... Well, how did you feel about that match? I mean, I already, you know, you already spoke on it before, but like, this was uh, just another match that did didn't disappoint. Um, they just have way too much chemistry when they wrestle. It's just everything's just so crisp. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's damn near an art form. Like every time they they wrestle together, like I I could fucking see them go and wrestle each other for the next six months still after even having all this. To me, to me. Yo, O'Reilly's one of the best in the business right now. You got yeah. and and Mustache Mountain, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna dominate that UK division. You know, it's sleazy Roddy, is sleazy Roddy. You know, it's <laughs> it, they're, they're never gonna disappoint. And I felt like the match was just just from top to bottom was good to me. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a great way to start off the show. I was just kind of nervous when the champs came out first. In the entrances, I'm like, oh shit, are they gonna drop the straps tonight, man? Like, are they gonna? But then I was like, wait, they ain't gonna let Mustache Mountain also become that quickly two time champions because that's kind of like a big milestone in NXT. Their uh, Undisputed Era and the Revival are the only two teams that have done that. So it's like, okay, like, yeah, okay, that kind of calmed me down. But then, yeah, they went on to have this great ass match. And man, like, like I said, it was a great way to start off the show. They got great chemistry, as you said, but like, I think it should be done at some point because how 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 long have they been doing this? You know, what I mean, it, like, yeah, it's, it's it's been some it's been a couple months because they they obviously were working before uh, that UK tournament. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's not a knock towards them. You know, no. I, shit, I, I feel like you. I could see them do it again, but like like I'd be telling you off mic when we just be hanging out and shit. Like the UK brand needs all the star power that they can use, and Mustache Mountain and how over they are. Yes, just let them be a focal point in this UK brand. You guys are about to crown your first, you know, NXT UK women's champion this weekend. I know the cha- the tag champs are going to be around the corner. So, you know, whoever they end up facing, I'm pretty sure they're going to have a hell of a series. So fuck it, just do it. And I think, you know, Undisputed Era should be obviously moving on to War Raiders. They come out at the end of the match, clean them up real quick, you know, and it's just like, okay, so how would you feel about going into this shit can you imagine the fucking bumps that O'Reilly's going to have to fucking take? Look, man, <laughs> O'Reilly can only take so much, dog. Like... For real, that's not a lie. <laughs> Just here to crush shit. <laughs> they, they can wash you with. At least not for right now. I can agree with you. Like I, I think they're decent too, but I don't want to see it right now. At least, like let you know, just let them stay in their bag for a little bit. But uh, yeah, the next match, another barn burner, fucking EC three versus Velveteen Dream. 
Dream come out showing out with the call me up Vince tights. I'm like, this ballsy motherfucker. I mean, obviously it had to be cleared by Triple H or Vince or somebody, but I still thought it was just like ballsy as hell to even just like, yeah, I'm like that, nigga. Call me up. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think that was cleared. I, I think I think he went out there, and Triple H is probably sitting backstage in Gorilla like, oh no. He's yeah. like, he's probably hitting up Shane like. Please tell Vince to not turn on his TV. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I saw the little interview. Did you see that shit? Or at least hear it where Triple H did that little press conference afterwards. And he was like, yeah, that he tried to play it up like it was unbeknownst to him. And he was like, yeah, some calls are good. Some calls are bad. You got to be ready to deal with what kind of call you're about to get. So he tried to play it up. like you that, know, that, oh, That's shit. the reason why he did play it up to me. So that's the reason why I was like, uh, that'd be cool if he really didn't clear it with anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would respect it and salute it a lot more. <laughs> but overall, in the match, though, how'd you feel, man, about it? dude? It it was fucking great, man. Like that's what I love about NXT. Everybody seems like you know whether it's a Champa and Gargano, Undisputed Era and Mustache Mountain, you know, motherfuckers find their link and they just man they connect and they just have great chemistry in the ring and they just continue even if it might be their second or third or fourth match they continue to put out great product in the ring with each other and that saturday night just proved it to me you know with the whole fucking uh dream valley driver on the apron and shit that was fucking <sighs> nuts to me and then you know the little diving elbow off there too that was dope like that it was a dope finish to me like i really fucked with it it made it seem believable but it makes me just wonder what are they what are they doing with EC3? You know, I always felt like because Dream has been there longer, he would be the one getting the call first. Man. No pun intended on the, on the tights. But you know, EC3 should be kind of moving, or are they going to swerve us and it's going to be EC3 getting called up first? Because I think technically either one of them can deal without being NXT champion. That will be peanuts to what they're going to end up accomplishing on the main roster, in my opinion. I'm not trying to speak for you or anybody else, but just in my opinion, I feel like they're going to do great things whenever the fuck they get called up. But, like, what are they doing with this? It was a great match, dope spots, like I said, but, like, it just made me kind of question, what are they doing with EC3? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I would rather see EC3 called up first because, first of all, he's already been there a long way before – yeah, Dream technically, was ever hell there. yeah, technically, yeah. So, to well, technically, so, and <clears throat> he has the look as far as muscle-wise. Yeah, you pull him up on SmackDown or Raw, he's going to get them eyes, like, okay, who's this? And, you know, for people that don't have the yeah. number. They're be like, all right, well, f- who's this, you know? Yeah, because he has the up. look. Yeah, yeah, he has the look, so it's like, yeah, he's immediately going to be accepted by people that don't know shit about him. So, I mean, it's going to be a good thing. Yeah. And Dream's just young, man. Like, he's 23 years old. You don't need to pull him up right now. And I, I understand Dream. If I'm Dream, yeah, I'm on the same shit. I'm going to have the same things on my tights. I'm going to I'm gonna provoke thoughts of me going up because more money for me, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, you got to get it when you can. Just because you're young doesn't mean, you know, you can't go for it all. And right. I, I absolutely respect him for it. But I need to see him with that NXT title before he leaves. Like, that's he needs that. I was going to propose to you, what do you think about him being, like, North American champion, NXT champion, and then going up, I'm not saying be Intercontinental and United States, but one of those, like, where he builds up a fucking nice trophy case, like, so by the time he's 28, 29, or hell, even 30 to push it, it's like, yeah, look at my resume, like, I've been doing this, I've been putting out great matches since I was 
22, 23 years old. I racked up all these damn accolades. Insert all these other great matches that he's going to have in the meantime. I don't, I don't or just see, straight NXT and up. I, I don't see him on NXT for more than a year and a half. For sure. Because for sure. yeah, he's already been there for a while. And, yeah. and you know, no offense to the North American Championship. Fuck that shit. He needs to, he needs to go for the <laughs> Right, right now, he could, I, he could add the dream experience to it, give it more prestige, man. No, no, I, I, that, that's who I have the belt or take take the belt off Tomasa. That's right now, yeah. Yeah, I can rock with that. Yeah, that's what that's why because it the can't belt be off. EC three technically. You just lost, so technically, I guess it looks like Dream would be up next. Yeah, or Alistair's it, gone. Either that or Adam Gargano Cole just technically lost. Hmm. Hmm. Provoking thoughts, um, but <laughs> things that make you go, mm. yeah, mm. <laughs> really, really make you scratch your head. Uh, but yeah, Dream, Dreams, Dream, and EC3 showed out. I, I like how Dream grabbed the water bottle and fucking sprayed him, and yeah. and, th- and then he did the Triple H when he sprayed the water out of his mouth. I was like, man, this man's acting asshole out here right now. <laughs> I loved it. Oh man. Uh... Moving on to my favorite match on the card, fucking Ricochet versus Adam Cole, man. To me, that in my personal opinion, that was the best match on the card that night. Even in that small time, because it's not like they went forever. You know what I mean? It was, it was. Yeah, like, it, it wasn't a very long match. No. I mean, but they got their shit off, though. You know what I mean? So it's just like, man, to me, yeah. Uh, what, there was that one spot where Adam Cole, I think, was going to go for some type of fucking move, and he just, like, kicked him in his fucking chest, like, mid-move. And then there was another one with the fucking springboard uh, backstabber. That, you know, of course, then the fucking spot of the night, the fucking moonsault. Might, so, might be spot of the year. Man, dude. Like I told you off, Mike, that took the spot from Sean, man. Sean held it down for the longest with that uh, super kick to Shelton Benjamin springboarding in. To that was me, so fucking crucial, too. To me, man, Adam Cole took the crown of the super kicks in WWE just that fast. That fast in this short time career. I mean, they've been there for a year, but I mean, shit. Sean's been with WWE for how long, and it took him to get that sh- like that type that type of moment. So it's like, man, um, I I'm not mad at the ending, but I, or the finish, but like I, you know, of course I fuck with Adam Cole, so I was just hoping for him to retain and keep his you know his reign going. But I'm not mad at all at Ricochet getting the belt though. What, what was your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I was about the match first, yeah, and then I'll get to it. Okay. Uh to me, and so this is kind of, I'm a big Jim Cornette fan. That was the most spot monkey match I've seen in my life. They were trying to, they were trying to jam pack so much crazy shit in that small amount of time. And it was just, I, if, if that's not a fucking five-star match, then I don't know what's a five-star match then. There is no way that you can watch that and not give it five stars. That was just, just. Everything about that match was dope. That's how I felt about it, but I didn't know if motherfuckers were gonna look at me like, "Oh, you you overhyping it, man. It wasn't Hell that good." Like to no. me, yeah, that was a five star. That, if if that's not a five star, <laughs> show me a five star match. If 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 you think that match wasn't up there with the Gargano match that got the five stars, yeah, then yeah, kiss my ass. There's no way <laughs> that was just you know top to bottom was just a great match. But as for the finish, uh. I think that was a perfect segue for Adam Cole to go for the NXT Championship if it's not going to be Dream, because you you can't ha- you can't not have Adam Cole with a belt because he's too fucking over. The crowd the crowd is <laughs> screaming Adam Cole baby, 
The whole fucking arena. Yes. The whole, not, not not just, just not just kinda. Yeah, not just <laughs> sec- the whole arena. When he when he when he's on the apron and he says boom, they all say boom. So I don't That's a star to me. I don't know yeah, that, I, I don't know you know how the listeners feel, but that's a fucking star to me, man. I, like I, that that's over if I've ever heard it. So uh Adam Cole losing I wasn't mad at it because Ricochet obviously is a decorated veteran and absolutely deserves a belt and performed like he deserves a belt so i guess you know i'm not mad we, we can keep going with it uh i'll wait to bring something up on that though i'm gonna i'm gonna wait till we talk about nxt i got something to say for sure moving on to uh, Kyrie sane and Shayna baszler i gotta say first off top happy with the result of the match long overdue but i'm actually more of a fan of Shayna baszler now though because, like, nobody can say she can't fucking wrestle. Can't nobody say that about her. Can't nobody take that, you know, what she does in the ring. Can't nobody take that away from her. But with that being said, that was a really good fucking match. To me, like, it wasn't like, oh, my God, my eyes have to be glued to the screen. But it kept my attention. It was, I feel, obviously, NXT TakeOver worthy. It wasn't like some shit that could have just been put on a, on a regular episode of NXT to me. So it fit the bill. But uh, what what was your take on it? Like, was there anything that particularly stood out, or did you just, as a whole, just feel like it was all good? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I I didn't think before this match that you could build up every more of a monster, but she did it in this match to be able to take all the all the joint man- manipulation that Shayna was, and she was just kept messing with her knee and uh. There was a point in the match where he had her foot on them and she like bent her ankle. Yeah. And she was just really like trying to fuck her up, but Kyrie was just not going. She was just like she just kept screaming. Started and hulking like, up no. on her ass a little bit. Yeah, just yeah, basically like no selling shit. I was like, okay. But uh good match. Uh and I was just really happy to see her get the one, two, three, cause uh in the promos leading up to this match. You just kept hearing Shayna talk about after I win, nobody can talk about the May Young Classic. Well, uh, she won, so I guess the May Young Classic was really kind of a foreshadow for this match, right? And so I, I thought it was just a great storytelling match, and it, it honestly, yeah, it built up two people without, you know, without a DQ, in, in, in my eyes, there was no shame in her losing that match at all. Shay, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Okay, so Shayna, Shayna's MMA, she used to be an MMA fighter. She trained with uh, Josh Barnett, who's a legendary MMA fighter and a wrestler, an actual wrestler. He does, he does pro stuff. Uh, so, and I, and I've, if I'm not mistaken, he was just announcing with Jim Ross uh, in one of the New Japan stuff. Yeah, so, I believe so. So Shayna, Shayna knows her shit, man. And and it, if, if, if her mouthpiece becomes better, she's an all-around talent. So... I have to ask you this now. Do you think it's time for her to be called up, or do you think she needs some more time down in Florida? Okay. If they were smart, um, I would, I would, I would bring her up maybe in like a month or two, keep her off TV, and then maybe in, at Hell in a Cell, she attacks Ronda. You don't think they're going to try to run with the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen shit that I've been seeing online? 
I can the road at WrestleMania. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say like for Hell in a Cell or anything coming up soon, I, but like down the road, I I kind of feel like that would be a big blockbuster match, especially just because Ronda Rousey's going to be in it. You know, Baszler's already established, and then of course, if you get you know Sasha, Charlotte, Becky, and Bailey together, like yeah, that's just money right there. Everybody's going to be interested in it. So you don't think that's a possibility? It's a possibility, but right now. With the way that SummerSlam match went for the title, there's nobody right now besides Asuka, Kyrie, and Shayna that can fuck with Ronda. So, I would I would have I would have that as the next match for Ronda after Hell in a Cell. For sure. That finish though, like I said on, on Twitter, man, that's the kind of that's exactly what I was talking about. Last week when I was talking about the finish for the AJ and Samoa Joe. Like, you know, just let them do their shit. Them both be worn down. He go for his Coquita clutch, and then AJ just rolls him up. Okay. So it's like, okay, yeah. they both were exhausted. They had gave us a hell of a match. Like, I couldn't have been mad at that finish. And then the story gets, gets to continue. Obviously, they went a different route, but that's the type of shit I was talking the, about. The, the roll-up at the end was <laughs> just the best way to end the match. That was That was... I'm not mad at that type of finish. We don't need a bunch of fucking false finishes for a match to be great. We do not need that. Or yeah, just a bunch of finishers and shit. Like, yeah. yeah, no, no, you can really you can have that. a roll up. Let them tear the house down, and then have a roll up at the end. It makes them a little bit human, you know. Like, hey, motherfucker, we've been out here for 15, 20 minutes putting in work, man. Like, uh, yeah, motherfuckers get exhausted, get beat up, like, shit. And, and and make a mental mistake. Yeah, it can happen. And make a mental mistake. <laughs> it's we we don't need every match to look like a video game. Yeah, true, true. I mean, you know hey, don't saying? get me wrong. Sometimes it's cool, but it doesn't yeah. have to be every yeah, time. Yeah, a, a WrestleMania main event. Yeah, it could look like a video game, but like that's what made it dope back in the day when like Stone Cold and The Rock started doing that, kicking out of their finishers. It was never done before, and it made the shit fresh. But now, when you fast forward and it happens every match on Monday Night Raw, it's just like, dude, it, it gets old really quick. And so that's why I love the finish of that match. It was yeah, it was yeah. really exciting to me to see that, and it was like okay, and and that makes Shayna. It doesn't make Shayna look weak. She, she's made a mental mistake. Man, did you see that dumbass interview they made her do afterwards, though? Yeah. Kyrie, or, yeah, Kyrie didn't beat me. I lost or some dumb shit. Like, <laughs> like felt like Thor right or fucking Infinity Wars. Like, that's what beating you means. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. Man, that shit just like, why did y'all make her do that, man? Well, they had to get the four horsewomen on there. Right, so. just had to show them off real quick. Uh, how you, oh, how, oh. how you gonna have Ronda show up and lose? <laughs> Poor girl. Man, okay, moving on to the main event. Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship in a last man standing match. Obviously, it's well documented about the feud that they've been having for however long it's been going on. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll let you take the floor. Like uh, first on this one, how, how did you feel about it? Uh, it was the weakest weakest match on the card to me. Word. Yeah. It was just the same shit. It was the same thing to me. It was we've already seen this match. True. To, to, a lot of the aspects of it, yeah. Even though that like, you know what, I think they switched spots and let Johnny DDT him yeah. on exposed ring. Like, okay, uh, cool, I guess. When when uh Tomasa went through the two tables, to me that was weak. It wasn't, I thought he was going to cut the back of his head on the fucking Yeah, it sounded like it sounded like a tink. But luckily uh, nothing happened. But and then the finish just really pissed me off. 
Do you think it was a legit injury, or do you like I don't I don't know when they're trying to work as many. No, so. no, because you just saw when he need them, they already had stuff piled up right behind them. They knew that spot was going to happen. It wasn't just some. It was just to me. It was just the worst finish, man. Like, and he's he's uh, handcuffed, and he still gets to his feet. And it was just like, oh my god. Like, it, honestly, to me, so it was just... So maybe this feud just has ran its course. Yes, it's over to me. So, yeah, we definitely need to bring on Dream or Adam Cole for Ciampa then, something. Because, to me, Johnny needs to go to 205. It's over for him and on, on NXT. He's not going to get the belt off Ricochet for the See? North American. He's he's never going to get the belt off Ciampa. So it's like, all right, man, you're like... Wait, wait, wait. You don't, you don't think he could have a good series with uh, Ricochet? Like, if they did downgrade him, like, you don't think they could have a good series yeah, they, for the North American? they could have a five-star match, but... As far as the... I feel you on it, as far as the NXT Championship goes, like, they fucked him on that, because, like, like I said, like, they should have put the strap on him first. If you guys did want to push Ciampa, okay, cool. I obviously can't do shit about that, but, like, I just feel like y'all should have pushed the... Pulled the trigger and pushed him, put the belt on him, and then let your ultimate heel that you guys are trying to build over there... Let him take the strap off him, and then it could have left him to still go at Cole or Velveteen. Yeah, I, I don't know. I Gargano's done to me. Put him on two hundred five, and then you know, Champa, you know, do whatever you want with him. But eventually, you know, yeah, Champa. As soon as Champa gets called up, he's probably just gonna be a mid Carter. And that's why I, I. That's what upsets me about him taking up the championship space right now, dude. Because they got too many people there. He's not that convincing in that role. You can have good matches. Obviously, you have your best matches with Gargano. But I just feel like we could be in a different direction with the main belt. I mean, thank God they have a, a mid belt now. Yeah. Because if it was just the NXT Championship right now, still in the tag belts, like it would kind of be like, damn. <laughs> This yeah. is the guy that has the belt. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, I mean, having that mid-belt does help, but it's like, yeah, man. like I, He's going to end up getting lost in the shuffle when he gets called up. I do not see him becoming universal champion or WWE champion. Of course, I can see a United States or an intercontinental, but that's where that shit stops at, Like, and that's not even a knock at him. But I just, you know, like, yeah, we, we need to figure out something, though. Yeah. Now, I guess we could switch to Sunday, or ain't, you got any... Uh, that pretty much covers it for uh, TakeOver. For sure. Switching over to Sunday on SummerSlam, the pre-show. We're going to start off with uh, Drew Gulak versus Cedric Alexander. Man, uh, that match, it was all right, but I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if it's that they don't have the chemistry or, or what the fuck, but it didn't do anything for me. It just seems like it was like a dud of a buildup, you know, all this shit that's been going on these past weeks between uh, Gulak and, and Alexander just for it to be that kind of match. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wasn't expecting it to be the quality of a Mustafa and Alexander match, but it wasn't anything to me. That's why I'm just like, it just felt like a dud to me. What about you? That shit was more than a dud to me. It, the whole match was annoying to me. It was, there wasn't, it was, first of all, it was quick. It was to me. It was way too quick. You that, know, they had to get back to the video packages that they kept. Of course, yeah. So we had Vi- to, you know, shorten that match probably. You know, it was too short. Uh, they botched the ending. Yeah. Uh, and and wh- why are you gonna? To to me, I I would have had Gulak 
take the belt off him because you've been trying to soften him up for the past couple weeks. And it's like, okay, make that mean something. But Alexander takes it on some on a, on a botched roll up, and it to to me the whole match it just stunk. It to me they stunk they stunk it up. I'm glad that shit was on the pre show now because I wanted it to be on the main card. But yeah. if that had been on if that had been on the main card, dude, I'd have been like, yeah. That would had no point to be on the main card. <laughs> they should have put it on the fucking pre show. Yeah, yeah. It, it to, to me it would, that shit was pointless. And and odd and two hundred five live should have way better if you're if you're only getting one match on a pre show for SummerSlam, you have to go harder than that and sh- and give for people that don't watch two hundred five live, you have to give them a reason. Yeah, because I'm sorry if I was like, you know, whether I was at home or in the crowd and I wasn't aware of 205 Live and I didn't watch it, that match would not have made me want to subscribe to the network or waste an hour out of my life trying to see if it's any better. Like, that was like, this is what we're going to get on there? Th- this is your champion and this is the type of matches he's having? It would It would have turned me off totally. And once again, you know, it's fucked up to say because, you know, I, I know I can say this. Like, you know, we fuck with Alexander, but, like, come on, man. Like, and Gulag, I fuck with Gulag, but it's like, come on, man. I expected better, and you guys just did not deliver, man. <laughs> to, to me, that was like a that was like a half a star match, a star match. <laughs> like, that wasn't that wasn't anywhere what I expected, and it was a total, it was a total stars. letdown. The Revival versus B-Team for the Raw Tag Championship. I, I was kind of shocked that the match got, uh, you know, bumped to the pre-show because that wasn't originally announced. So, well, at least to me, I, I didn't hear about the shit till the shit came on on the pre-show. So I was kind of like, oh, okay. I just looked over was, like, oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I guess shit, there is two hours of fucking video packages. So I guess, but uh, <laughs> man, I, I, I got to say, I really like the Revival, man. I hope that they get their, their chance to be champions at some point because I just dig their their old school psychology and you know just the way that they try to do old school tag moves and shit besides just I'm gonna go in there I'm gonna get beat down then I'm gonna hot tag you in then you're gonna come in hot and beat up both the guys and then we're gonna go home like that's basically every tag match in WWE in a sense nowadays yeah so like you know when you get a revival match like no we're gonna do some shit together uh, <laughs> you know what i mean we're gonna be tagging in like tagging because this is a tag match like we're gonna be doing a lot of shit besides just waiting for that hot moment yeah it was it was a pretty good match for me i uh i would have definitely replaced one of the matches on the main card with with this one on the pre-show i would have switched them because they actually did a a, a, a pretty good job i like the revival b team they've They've totally they've impressed me because I didn't really expect shit out of them. So, yeah, for real, man. Yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't expect all this, but for them to get a win at SummerSlam, I think's huge. You know, I, I'm I'm happy for Bo. You know, I'm happy for Curtis, but it's got to come off him at some point. I just don't know who they're gonna let do it. I I hope AOP. <laughs> for real, man. Like goddamn, once again. I can can we get can we get him on TV? Can we at least like doing something meaningful? What the fuck? Like like they should have plans in in place when they do this shit instead of just blindly plucking people and having them float around because we don't know what to do with you. Like if you're gonna call somebody up, have some fucking ideas at least. It it doesn't make sense to me because they're they're just they're not even on TV. They're not. What are you doing with them? And and no no offense to the B team, but. Yeah, AOP should be champion right now. The, right, like the, I'm happy for you, but the, the the tag team division right now on Raw sucks. 
It's not up to, up to the par of SmackDown, and SmackDown's not even that great. And it's like you have you have a built-in tag right now that that could take over that and and really have a nice reign with it, but somehow B teams champ. And no offense to them, but I AOP should at least be on TV. At least give me that. Switching over to the main card. <laughs> on that note. Started off with Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler for the IC championship. I mean, when you get a Seth Rollins and a Dolph Ziggler match, with the exception of what was that, Extreme Rules? Was that Extreme Rules where they were doing the clock chant and shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, with the exception of that, you're going to get a great match. And Brooklyn, the crowd was hot, and I and they were, you know, doing the right shit that a crowd should do at an event. So I feel like that's why we got the kind of good match that we got from them. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, like, that's what I expected at Extreme Rules, you know, especially for it to be an Iron Man. I was expecting it to be, like, good, good. You know, I mean, you guys are both great wrestlers, so there's no reason the end product can't be good, at least. So, I mean, at least we got that. Uh, what, what was your opinion on the match? Pretty much what I, what I expected, a, a, a good match. It was... Dolph, it's hard. It's hard to have a match with Dolph or Seth and not have a good match. You have to suck at wrestling. So when you have two good wrestlers, it's never going to disappoint unless the crowd sucks and it's messing up everything for them. So I, overall, it was it was good, but I like the I like having Ambrose on the sideline. So and it made it made Seth just a hundred times more confident. Yeah, like like Seth was out there just. Just beaming, smiling, like, yeah, you're not gonna pull this shit today. I'm, right. I'm, I'm getting this belt. Yeah, he said, yeah, first, Ambrose came back at the right time. He said, first, him. I'm gonna get this belt. Then I'm gonna get that money. <laughs> so I, I was, I thought it was good, and it was, it was happy. I was happy to see Seth just confident, because when Seth's confident, he's a, he's a better wrestler. Yeah, shout out the uh, CrossFit Jesus for getting the fit off though with the Thanos joint and shit. Yeah, that, that was that dope. Was dope. I, <laughs> I saw it. I was like, okay. I wish he wouldn't have took it off the, the top part. Yeah, just wrestled in the shit. Hell yeah. Uh, the fucking... Uh, oh, I was going to ask, are you... So, yeah, you cool with Seth getting the belt? Or do you think Dolph should have kept it? Well, it's it's just tough because what, what's Dolph going to do right now? Not a damn thing, really. Yeah, see, see, now he's back to floundering. Now, now it's going to be... Other people challenge it for the Intercontinental. He's not going to go for the for, go for the Universal. So I guess now it's his turn to be McIntyre's sidekick. I guess. Yeah, hopefully they switch roles, man. Because <laughs> I'm kind of over that shit. I've been over it. Been speaking about being over it. So yeah, hopefully they switch roles and let McIntyre start getting the shine. Besides just being the muscle. New Day versus Bludgeon Brothers for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. What was your uh, opinion on it? Uh, it was good. Uh, I'd say above average. Uh, Bludgeon and Brothers, man, they they can really uh, they can really show out when they want to and just look just really crucial sometimes. And like Rowan and uh, Harper, I think I think they're they're crucial when they want to be, and uh, they really push New Day. I I think they even fucked up uh, Big E's ribs. <laughs> 
That was a hard-hitting match. Fucking Xavier Woods drop-kicked the fuck out of Harper, dude. Like, he sent that motherfucker over the table. Like, I felt that shit. Like, he kicked that motherfucker, like, dead square in his chest. Dude, also Liu Kang shit. Yeah, but that match, it was decent. Uh, obviously, I guess, what, uh, Rowan caught an injury. But yeah. They, but they still ended up picking up the W. So I'm guessing they just stuck with original plans, wanted to wait it out and see what the diagnosis yeah, was. Yeah, yeah I, uh, from what I hear, he tore his bicep and that. Uh... Yeah, but yeah, I believe his, uh, I believe WWE recently confirmed it. Now that that's yeah for a fact. Now I, I guess he's out indefinitely. They don't know the timetable on it yet. So yeah, he's gonna be out now. We just have Harper by himself, and he's probably just gonna fade to nothing now. No, hold on. With Matt Hardy injured. I think they're going to reunite the Bray, uh, the Wyatt family. That'd be fucking smart because Bray's going to need something, and obviously Harper's going to need then, something. So and, then yeah. I, and then I think Braun comes back. Really? You think Braun? I think Braun broke off pretty nicely. I don't think Braun would need anything. Like, he's doing fucking I, awesome by himself now. Like, I, I mean, I was questioning it at first, but, like, I'm a fan of him. I've been a fan of him. Like after his like second month of being on Raw by himself, so it's like I don't think they would need him. They could still do their shit like they did before. I mean, do the tag team shit. Well, I'm I'm looking at a faction that could have all the titles. Bronca have the Universal, and they could have the tags. Okay, I guess I can see what you're where you're going with that one then. So that that that's all because I don't want two guys now that are floundering. You know, do something with them. Yeah, true. Cause, I, cause, I hate that shit. Like, yeah, like, we got talent. If we're going to have them employed on the payroll, we got to be doing something. We got to have plans. We can't just – there's no reason to not have plans for somebody. And and you're paying these writers too much money to not have fucking storylines for everybody. If you need help, we're here at WWE. Right. I, I can Slide think of some shit. Slide into DMs, please. <laughs> Shit, moving on, Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman for the Money in the Bank briefcase. I felt like it was typical shit. Like, I wasn't expecting nothing too amazing. Like, you know what I mean? Braun is Braun. Braun does what he does, and that's just smash shit. So, I wasn't really expecting. I mean, I liked how they kind of tried to make us believe that Kevin Owens had a chance of taking the briefcase away from him. But, I mean, at what I At what point in that match did, did you think that? No, I'm talking about building up to it, just like how they made it seem like, oh, he oh, might, he might have that opportunity. He might get it off him. Because as soon as that bell ring, that match was over. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was just typical Brian shit. And then I'm not mad at it because, like, I didn't agree with the idea of the briefcase being up in the first place. But, I mean, I'm not mad at it. Hey, he retained it. I'm I'm just mad at, at the standpoint that what are you doing with Kevin Owens now? What what what's what are we doing with him next? Because now, now you just made it now, – now he looks – Really weak, already weaker than he already looked, and I would I thought it was damn near impossible to make him look more weak than he already looked. Now he gets squashed in a fucking minute and a half. Well, now he has to go on a good five or six six week winning streak just to build some type of credibility back up. Kevin Owens, like when I when he came to NXT, he was one of the most believable. You know, guys on the show. Yeah. Now it's like, well, now he just looks like a pussy. <laughs> I, I don't get it, man. I can't book it, though, so. I, I would have put that shit on the fucking pre-show, man. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, in retrospect, like, yeah, if y'all were going to do all that, y'all could have just put that on the pre-show and it would have been fine. And I understand, obviously, you didn't have nothing for Braun to go into SummerSlam with, so you're going to put him on the main card no matter what. What Obviously, you need to, but, if like, we couldn't have had at least some type of offense, something, not just a – and that that's the definition of a squash match. Yeah, that that was ugly, dude. Shit, I guess moving on to the women, Charlotte, Becky, and Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Like I told you off mic, man, like, I expected a little more. The match didn't do it all for me. I mean, there was a couple spots. I I mean, mostly I liked that twisting moonsault that Charlotte did to the outside. That was dope, you know, putting something different, literally putting a spin on a move that she always does. Uh... Low-key, that was kind of botched, though. Yeah, the catching-wise, or the way she landed, I should say. Like, yeah, but... Overall, that was some athletic-ass shit, though. Yeah, I can't be mad I was at just that. Like, yeah, I was like, okay, I mean, at least it just wasn't the same old moonsault. But, uh, yeah, I mean... My pick for the match was Be- uh, Becky Lynch. I felt like she deserved it. But, I mean, obviously, Charlotte always gets the, you know... She always gets the, the title when she's basically in the picture for it. She really is a woman, Ric Flair. For real. She already got seven seven women's championship. Uh, I like the match from the standpoint that Carmella was trying to turn them against each other the whole match. Yeah. So I guess I I could dig it. Obviously, I picked Carmella to win just because that's what I thought was going to happen. She was going to turn them against each other, and then she was going to sneak in and get her win. Yeah. So overall, I was like, oh, maybe what I predicted was right. But then, obviously, we get swerved at the end, and then... Charlotte winning, and then obviously after the match, Becky attacks her, which makes no no sense to me. Becky's over with the crowd. She doesn't need to be a heel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that shit doesn't really make sense to me about the whole, I mean, the heel turn shit, because it's like she's in the right to feel the way she feels about shit, so it's kind of hard to look at her as a heel, because it's like I agree with her. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, like I don't really have too much input for it, man. Like, I mean, I guess you, you know, who would you have? Would you have preferred Charlotte turning on Becky? I. What What makes me laugh is you're doing all this tea shit and you're talking about Sasha and. Oh yeah, how they talk about Sasha and Bailey? Like, yeah, how we're not them, but it's like yeah, you just pulled the them move, so don't. I don't know, man. I <laughs> I can't book it, but man, I why would you put that whole angle on and now they're turning against each other? Makes no sense to me. That was a wasted segment. You didn't have Hopefully to do that. Hopefully this shit goes somewhere. That's all I can say, but... You, uh, know. you know, they could probably have some good matches, so I ain't mad at it. Shit, hopefully we get something. I just don't want to see Carmella with the strap ever again. Oh, she's going to get that at Hell in the Cell. Or... <laughs> Shit, moving on then. Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. What was your opinion on it? I'm going to ask your opinion first on this one. I thought it was decent. I mean, and I know I say that shit a lot, but that's just the way I describe a lot of shit. Like, I mean, without overhyping it. Like, I I thought it was a good match. I mean, shit, they got ring chemistry, so they were going a little hard with each other, I felt like, because obviously they trust each other. It's not like they don't know what the fuck it is with each other in the ring. So I felt like there was some spots where they were kind of going hard with each other. Um, 
I didn't necessarily care for. I mean, don't before I get there. Um, I found it funny with Samoa Joe, you know, stopping and you know talking shit on the mic. I just didn't agree with the you know DQ finish. I get it, you know, he enraged AJ and you know you're talking about a man's wife and daughter. You're gonna lose your shit a little bit. So I get it. I, I understand the angle they're playing. I just wish it could have been something different. Obviously, the damn finish I wanted was stolen. <laughs> from the Kyrie and Baszler match. So, I mean, obviously nothing like that could have happened. But something, you know. I mean, I didn't like how AJ botched the uh, the Styles clash, but, you know, Samoa Joe's a big dude, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I can't get mad at him fully. Like, man, you should have fucked that. You shouldn't have fucked that up. Like, well, it's kind of hard, you know, when you're this size and your opponent's this size. Like, <laughs> So, I mean, I can't hold too much against him on that, but that kind of like, I was like, damn. Yeah, to fuck that up, but like, yeah. Other than that, like, I thought it was a good match. I mean, the ending could have been better, but I found a little, co- you know, comedy with the Samoa Joe shit uh, talking during the match. But other than that, I can just say it was good. It wasn't the 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 greatness that I was expecting from it. But hey, obviously this shit's not over with, and it's gonna continue on, and there's hope for the future. But for this SummerSlam match, all I can say is I th- thought it was a good match. Now I don't know. Uh, to me, it was decent, but. It's just a watered-down version of the TNA shit to me. It's just they're older, less athletic, and we're not getting the same spots we got back in 2005, 2006. And and I'm not mad at it, but it's like, and you know, can I... I don't know. Could, could have been better to me, So, but obviously they're still going to keep going, so maybe we're going to get a better match down the line. But for a WWE championship match, I felt I felt like it was it could have been better. And what I don't fucking understand is why is the WWE Championship getting defended halfway through the pay-per-view? They shit on that on that title so much since AJ's been champion, though. Like, they act like he can't main event a, a fucking pay-per-view. Maybe not all of them. I'm not saying let him fucking main, main event every single one. But at some point, though, you do got to let him take that spot. He is the WWE Champion, which has more lineage than the fucking Universal. That is a brand new belt. Compared to the WWE or, Championship. Or at least have it one of the last matches where Miz and Daniel Bryan aren't after that. That makes no sense. You're, you're, the WWE has this weird fetish with trying to like down a title or make it irrelevant. They've, done, they've made the Universal Championship irrelevant. The WWE Championship is not what it what it meant years ago. Nope. You, you you got you got you got you got tag team championships that are on the pre-show. I don't understand what they're doing, and obviously I've never been in the business, and I I don't book anything, but it makes no sense for a non-title match to be after the after a WWE championship match. But that's just how I look at things. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you though. Like that that shit should have been the co-main event. That's how I feel off rip. If you want to make the Universal Championship the main event, then the WWE Championship needs to be the co-main event. But of course, you know, Ronda Rousey match. had to get that spot, so our fifth match. Yep. Got to love it. I'm just yeah frustration like frustration at the highest level sometimes man yeah. and 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 this is what like it it you you put out 14 15 hours of content 
for one, you know, for, for a week's time. And there's just so much frustrating shit going on. It's like, it really pisses me off to watch it sometimes, man. It really does. Well, hopefully a match that can uplift us, Daniel Bryan versus <laughs> The Miz. Awesome. Man, I, I liked it, man. Like, uh, I feel like The Miz was trying to, you know, like not storyline-wise, but like literally in the match, I felt like he was taking shit a little bit, you know, on the head literally. Like, I don't know if that was just, you know, to prove a storyline point or just, you know, I'm working with Daniel, fuck it. I'm going to work this style a little bit, especially since he accuses me of being a punk in the ring, basically. Yeah. I'll, I'll take these kicks and whatnot, you know what I mean? But other than that, I thought it was a good match. That's what I expected. I didn't agree with the finish, but the match itself, though, I, that's what I expected. I expected that kind of shit. I liked the spot where Miz was doing the it kicks or whatever the fuck he calls it, and Daniel was just leaning into the shit. Like I, I, I dug that part. Uh, all in all, like I, like I said though, like I thought it was good. What was your uh, feel on it? Uh, it was a really stiff match. Uh, Demiz's chest was like red at the end of that match. Like he took some kicks to the chest. Uh, even though normally I don't like that type of ending, but for this, it, I. I thought it was a perfect ending for this match because that's the whole that's the whole thing about Miz. Yeah, he might not be a better wrestler than him, but he might have a little bit more slyness to him. He might have that little bit more of an edge than Daniel Bryan. And I think that pisses Daniel Bryan off that he lost because his wife did some slick shit, handed him some brass nugs, and he lost. To, to me, it was the perfect ending to this match. Obviously, it's going to keep going. And, uh... We'll get a payoff in the end for Daniel, hopefully. But to me, it was a perfect ending, and it just it just has to burn Daniel up, you know. <laughs> Obviously, you know it's predetermined, but storyline wise, that's a great it's it's a it's a great way to have Miz go. It's advancing it well, yeah. you know. I'm I'm rocking with it. I'm not losing interest in it, so I'm I'm ready for the second match. Uh, moving on, Baron Corbin versus the Demon. Finn Balor making a return. It's been like, what, almost a year or some shit that he's not worn no face paint. So, I mean, I guess that was kind of cool that he brought the gimmick back. But it was a basic squash match, as you would say. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was last year's SummerSlam that he had it. If, if the, I think they said it in the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, when he won the Universal Championship. Yeah. yeah so, oh, yeah. So, it was, it was a year then. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was, I, I can't get mad at it being a squash match. I mean... They're, I guess they're trying to get the either remind us or get just in general get the Demon King shit over again. Let you know that when he puts that paint on, he ain't playing no games. I didn't like that he kept sling blading him. Sling blade, sling blade again. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, but like other than that, like I guess I understood what they did. But uh, once again, another match that could have been on the fucking pre-show if you wanted to do it like that, man. Like. Yeah, to me, it was, yeah, it could have been a pre-show match. Uh, oh, I'll touch on that when we get on Monday Night Raw. I have a theory. Right, it's just you got to just touch on the Demon King returning. That's basically about it. That's the highlight of that match. So shit, we can or 
He had his tongue out like Jordan the whole match. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, moving on to Jeff Hardy versus Nakamura for the United States Championship. I'll let you open it up on this one. Yeah, that was just a complete waste of time. Like, he didn't even have to come out. Like, that was just dumb. I don't know what the hell that was accomplishing. But that's just my opinion. I agree. Space off? Or right, did the network black out yeah, real like, quick or some I, shit? Like, what happened? It didn't make sense. I liked in the beginning how they were mimicking each other and shit. That was a little, you know, funny to me with, you know, Nakamura taunting uh, Jeff and then Jeff doing his shit back to him. Facial expressions like that do mean a lot in wrestling matches. Like, a lot of people may not know or think about that shit, but, like, yeah, even down to them small details, like what Nakamura was just doing with his facial expressions, that plays into a match a lot. Yeah, it's... Not even that a move was on him, you know what I mean? It's just how he felt about that shit. Did you? So, how do you feel about the finish? I mean, I guess he beat him clean, no? Or did I miss something? Because I could have swore he beat him clean. But yeah, like, how'd you feel about him retaining over Jeff? Uh, Jeff doesn't need a belt, man. He's over. Yeah, that's facts. He he doesn't need a championship. He's gonna be fine without it. He's his merchandise is still gonna sell. Kids are still gonna go crazy when he comes out yeah. and they hear that music. Yeah, as soon as, that, as soon as that music hits, it's a big pop every time, no matter what. Hell yeah, and no matter where they're at, too. That's a, like, I don't know, man. People just love them. Even even the kids, and it's like, you know, like, how do you explain that? The fucking kids love them, and they don't know shit about I mean, unless they're, you know, doing their homework and watching all his old shit on the network. Like, most of these kids don't know shit about what Jeff's accomplished. So yeah. it's just like, that's how you know you're, you're somebody in that damn business. Yeah, just for for me, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I didn't feel like Jeff needs it, so I, I didn't have no gripes with it. But a match I did have gripes with, and I'm gonna let you kick it off. <laughs> Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Ronda, please don't ever talk during a match. Oh, she pissed me the fuck oh, off dude, with I- that.
Yeah, that bothers me. Like, somebody should be giving these girls a note. Like, let her sink it in a little bit. And then you tap. Like, don't, as soon as she grabs your arm and you're on the ground, don't start tapping. That just makes it unbelievable. I mean, maybe to the people that don't watch MMA and shit like that, maybe they'll just, you know, whatever. I guess she's hurt. But, like, if you have any kind of knowledge, you're going to be like, that's not how that shit goes. Yeah, I mean, getting past the fact of her looking like the fucking nightman cometh with the fucking eye makeup, getting past her talking the whole fucking match. I don't know if it was from excitement. I don't know what the fuck it was, but she was talking way too damn much. And I don't hold the... the sh- I mean, obviously, it's it's not her fucking booking herself on some Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan shit. Obviously, she doesn't have nothing to do with that. But... For her to not even be able to actually wrestle and all you're doing is, you know, arm throw, arm throw, arm throw, arm throw. If we're going to give John Cena shit about his five moves of doom, then what the fuck are we going to, why ain't we saying shit about Ronda and her fucking one move? You got to be able to do a damn DDT. You got to be able to do a damn suplex. Something. You got to integrate shit. And there's plenty of moves for her to do. She could be doing some type of suplexes and shit. Something. Germans? She can't do some Germans at least? And that's what kills it for me. It's just like it's the same repetitive shit over. And that's like playing a video game and a motherfucker spamming you with the same move and then they beat you. It's just like, yeah, that was fucking garbage. (laughs) There's no way for me to feel good about it. You know what I mean? Like, and then just to move on a little bit into the match with the finish and shit. Like, I, I even tweeted the shit on Twitter. Like, you guys, WWE, made a big thing about her showing how she can do that shit with her arm and make it, you know, look like it's out of place. Once again, I guess we're supposed to forget about this kind of shit and act like it never happened. And we're supposed to just believe that Ronda was really fucking her arm up like that. When did they do that? I forgot what feud it was. I forgot what it was, but then she she had her shit dangling during the match. And they were like, oh my God. And then she just fucking ended up cracking the chick and ended up winning. So it's like they played it off. Like, oh, she did that. She know, Oh, she can do that, blah, blah, blah. So it's like... Yeah, like, for me, that just made it even worse. Like, I know that that's possible. That's not Ronda doing that shit. She can do that shit herself. Maybe to people that ain't paying attention. Maybe to people that didn't see that. that, Because I forget even who the fuck she was facing. But, like, it happened. I know there's fucking footage of it on their YouTube station. So it's just, like, for me, it killed it. Like, that's why I was just kind of like, I can't really fully rock with it like that. I mean, obviously, it was fucking inevitable that she was going to end up winning the championship. And I even tweeted that. The fucking Raw Women's Division's dead. Who the fuck's going to take the belt off her? Bailey? 
Sasha, no, they're going to get fucking arm whipped the whole match, and they're going to tap out just like everybody else. So now the Raw women's division is dead. Thanks, Ronda. No, I... And I just feel like, you know, like I said, obviously this is WWE. WWE is doing, you know, it's not like she's, you know, doing it herself. But, like, you can't try to be a little vocal, like, yo, I'm not ready yet. Like, you know, like, I appreciate that you guys are trying to, you know, you guys got that much confidence in me and you want to put make me the face of this division, but I'm not ready yet. How about we postpone this? Like, you can't be a little vocal, or are you just a glory hog, and you're just you just want it like on some Brock shit, but you'll actually show up and do cheesy ass promos. It goes far even further than her. So yeah, it's like to even say that about someone that just stepped into the door five minutes ago is kind of idiotic to me. Yeah. I don't even know who you're talking about, but that's pretty dumb to even say something like that. They're trying to make her a good face, and I guess I understand it, so I can't get too mad at that. I get what they're trying to do. I would have at least waited to WrestleMania, dude. Like, at least that gives her some more months to, you know, do some more training, get more acclimated to the ring, you know, maybe, you know, progress a little bit more by then. But to do it so damn fast just based off her name fucking sickens me, dude. Like, I'm sorry. So what, if if WWE ends up striking a deal with Cain Velasquez, he's just going to automatically become the fucking NXT champion and shit because he's an MMA fighter? No, he goes straight to the main roster. Or even that then, what, he's just automatically going to become universal champion or fucking, you know, WWE champion? Like, that shit is dumb. Yeah. You can't, like, I understand. That's like, a motherfucker, I mean, don't get me wrong. Some people can do multiple sports, multiple things. Don't get me wrong before I say what I'm about to say. But that's not everybody, man. And Ronda is the fucking prime example. 
Just because she was nice in the octagon, she's not that nice in the ring, and it's fucking obvious. And I'm about tired of seeing motherfuckers online acting blind, like blind. They, they don't fucking see what I'm seeing. I'm not that. I'm not that petty to sit here and just shit on somebody for no reason. Like I'm reporting to you what I'm seeing with my eyes. You guys are acting out there like you don't see this shit. Like like we're just supposed to eat this up, and this is the greatest shit we've ever seen. No. Like, I'm sorry, I wasn't a fan of her in UFC, so I'm not going to just dick ride her just because of what she's done in the UFC. You're in, you're in my yard now of wrestling. This is what I watched. This is what I grew up on. So, I, I, so you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, man, I'm just over it. Like, I mean, I don't really know what to expect for the women's division. I just kind of feel bad for them because now I feel like this is just a big step back for them. Yeah. Or, or, or what now? We got to wait until a Shayna Baszler call up or, you know, what a Kyrie call up or a superstar shake up and see if fucking Oscar gets sent to raw to, to have this match happen just for her to probably lose anyways. So it's just kind of like, I don't know. It just looks grim to me and I don't want to sound so down about it, even though that's what I'm sounding like, but it's just, I don't know. I feel bad for the girls and I just feel bad for the raw women's. Division. I, I, I expect, uh, I expect like a Brock a Brock rain right now, like from what I'm getting from everything. And it just annoys me. She signed for seven years, supposedly. Unless you guys hyped the numbers and just made it seem like that she supposedly signed for seven years. You had all the time in the world. You could have waited a year, year and a half. But you guys are so damn thirsty because of her fucking name, dude. And this is the boat we're in right now. But we'll see how let's see how it goes though. I mean, obviously people cheer for her, so it's not like the crowd is silent or they're booing her. So it's like obviously they're just solely going off. Getting the cheer because of her name, not because of her wrestling. Exactly. That's not that's not how a heel or a face should be. Yeah, I'm off it though. I'm gonna switch to the uh, main event: Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Before the match even starts, Braun Strowman comes out, letting them know whoever the fuck wins. (laughs) He's cashing in, and uh, yeah called Brock Beastie Boy and you know yeah I found that a little funny, funny. <laughs> Brock looked like he was a motherfucker <laughs> don't even got a mic you out here talking the spicy shit but anyways yeah the match kicks off and Roman through the doors hot starts laying into him and shit and I'm like okay it's obvious he he's winning the fucking belt like just through the door how they started because ain't no way in fuck he's gonna be Superman punching and spearing and Brock's gonna be going through 20 of these so it's like right there it told me that the ending of what what the ending was going to be already. Uh I I just found it funny how he kept Superman punching him and it looked like when Kane was beating the brakes off him it's just he just looked wobbly and it was falling over his feet that shit looked, that that was funny to me. It was like, yeah, it was kind of believable. It looked like when you were getting your ass whooped in UFC. <laughs> Man. And then I guess I forget exactly what happens, but then Brock ends up fucking up Braun. Yeah, he was fucking Braun up. Yeah, beat his ass. Chucked that damn briefcase <laughs> to the fucking Tron on the stage. This nigga can do some sports. <laughs> he can throw a discus too, huh? Right? So yeah, got him out the way. So I'm like, okay, that's going to explain why we're not going to have a Braun cash in. And then obviously Roman proceeds to go ahead and finally fulfill this prophecy that's been going on. And he gets the championship, and that's our new universal champion. It's his yard, and we're just we're just walking around. And the crowd was, you know, obviously they hated Brock, you know, but they were cheering for Roman, you know what I mean? Cheering for him during the <laughs> SummerSlam shit. 
Any more takes on 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 this pay per view or match before we switch to Raw? <clears throat> uh, I want to say some stuff, but I'll just wait for the I'll wait for our Raw segment. Okay, switching to Raw. Now these motherfuckers are right back to booing Roman Reigns, <laughs> telling him he sucks. Did I or did I not say on the last podcast you're gonna get a loud pop for taking the belt off? But on Monday night, when you walk back out, you will still be getting booed. It doesn't matter. They don't like you. And they made that very fucking obvious, dude. They made that you still suck. You still suck. And just booing you like, dude. Like, I does, I wonder if that hurts his pride. I really do. Like, that, like, like, like when they were sitting there saying that and, and you got the strap on your shoulder. And they're saying you still suck. Like, man, that had to make you feel some type they, of way. They had him out there trying to, you know, be the good guy. And I'm going to be a fighting champion. And I'm going to even give little Finn Balor his, you know, championship shot. Because he got hurt out here when he won. And, you know, just really hamming it up on some face shit. But the crowd wasn't rocking. Nope. I just found it really fucking. I mean, don't get me wrong. They did chant at one moment during the SummerSlam match. You both suck. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, other than that, the crowd was mostly Roman. So, I mean, I just found it very fucking funny that come Monday Night Raw, the very next night, they're right back to the bullshit with him. So, they tried, you know, he so he sets up the match with Finn Balor. And then that's it. I mean, I'm not touching. As usual, we're going right back to our normal format. We're not touching on everything. That's only for the pay-per-views, people. <laughs> but then we're going to switch over to the Triple H promo. Comes out bigging up. NXT obviously about and I thought that was dope for him to say that on Raw maybe the people that ain't watching it might be like what the hell is NXT if he's talking about it on Raw at this point if you don't know about NXT you're living under a rock yeah you're fucking goofy like for real like if you're not watching NXT if you and, can't get the network or share a network with somebody come on man if, like if, there's if, gotta be a way for you to see this shit if you're just watching Smackdown or Raw you are sorely missing out like you're playing yourself dude, yeah. literally like cause you're not getting what you deserve, and NXT is, <laughs> is all that you need right now if you're a wrestling fan and a WWE fan. Obviously, there's great wrestling in other places. Just because we don't cover it doesn't mean that. Like, it's, it's great shit other places, but, like, if you just underneath the WWE umbrella, you got to get on to NXT, dude. But, anyways, he sets up the, you know, the whole putting on the you know the tights again or the trunks again or whatever to face Undertaker for one last time at their super showdown show in Australia. How do you even feel about them fighting again? I thought the shit was done at WrestleMania, but you know WWE is going to try to get blood from a stone, dude. Like they don't give a fuck. Come on, man. What are we doing? Like okay, I understand the the nostalgia aspect. Yeah, sure. Did did y'all watch Taker's last match? I don't want to see him in the ring no more. He's not. He's a show of his former self, and we're not going to get anything from his glory days. So don't let that man go out there like that. That's how I feel. You know what's going to happen? He's going to go when he when he tries to walk on the ropes. He's going to take one step on the rope, then jump down. He's not walking to the middle like he used to. He's not. He's just not the same person, and that's okay. Right, he's not supposed to be literally immortal where he's just going to do this shit for hundreds of years. Like, yeah. it's that time, and it's perfectly fine. It's it's. I don't want to see Triple H wrestle anymore. I don't want to see Undertaker wrestle anymore. It's over. It's We are that in... That era's done. It, that era's done. We are in a new generation now. There's There's too many big stars and too much good talent on this roster for this to be happening anymore. 
I understand Australia probably asked for it because they don't get to see it. And they probably paid him a hefty bag, too. Hefty so bag. I, so I can see, yeah, we got to pull out our stars a little bit because just like they did with the fucking Greatest Royal Rumble, they were just pulling people out of their ass just that were known so they can get over in that fucking country. So it just, I see the same thing. I, I, have, I have no, I have zero interest in seeing that match. That that doesn't sell that pay-per-view for me. Not at all. I'm on, I'm in the same thing with you. Like, yeah, it doesn't really do it for me, man. That's stupid, dude. Shit, moving on to Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler, man. I got to say through the door and give props where props is due. I told Ambrose, well, not literally, spoke to the nigga. But, you texted him. Right? But I said on this podcast, you know, like, with this new look, man, I, I want different wrestling. I, I, want, I want something different. You can't come back here doing the same shit that you were doing. And just, he did just that. He To me, he was out there wrestling completely different. The match to me was good. I never, and this is coming from someone that was. I've never really been too, you know, fond of a- Ambrose. You know what I mean? So this match kind of made me like, okay, this is what you gonna be on now, after your return. You might have a fan in me. So what? What was your opinion about his, about his first match back on Raw? I've always liked his gimmick, but I've always thought his ring work kind of lacked. But yeah, this match definitely showed that. Yeah, I don't think he was injured. I think he was just lifting and working out his ring work the whole time. Because <laughs> that was a totally different person than what I saw before he got injured. For real, dude. You ain't lying, man. That's why I was just like, dude. And then they even said it on commentary. Like, he's out-wrestling Dolph Ziggler, and he's the Kent State whatever the fuck. Yeah. Oh, so well, like... well, so uh, uh, so I, I, used, I used to wrestle. And he was really doing some, like, actual wrestling shit. He uh, he did what's called the gator roll on, Am- or on uh, Ziggler. And you got to be a pretty fucking good wrestler to pull off a gator roll. And if you can gator roll a Kent State legend, then you might have been working on your wrestling. And, and that that's not pro wrestling. That's some amateur wrestling shit. Like, that's a real amateur wrestling move. Yeah. Like, if, if, if that was a freestyle match, he would have got six points off that one move. <laughs> so, to me, I saw that. I was like, oh, like, I kind of got excited. Like, I had to sit there and be like, okay. If if you're gonna be pulling out stuff like this, then I want to see you wrestle every week. That's what I'm saying, dude. Because I used to be, I I got to keep it a buck. I would normally turn the channel if it's an Ambrose match. I mean, unless he was facing someone that I had interest in, I wasn't there for it. But if this is what you're gonna be on, like I said, you're gonna fuck around and have a new fan in me. Um, moving on to the, the bunch of promos. You know how it is after pay per views. It's nothing but promos and recaps and so uh, next, video packages. Yeah. The next promo, though, was, like, I guess a little service for uh, Ronda Rousey, you know, crowning her the new Raw's Women Champion. And, of course, Stephanie McMahon has to be involved. Anytime there's something with the women, she has to be the focal point. So they start off with their little shit. What did you think about the promo in general before the whole? Stale. Yeah. Didn't like it. Uh, I'm just tired of listening to Stephanie McMahon talk. I would be fine if she never was a on character on TV character again for Raw. I would be completely fine with that. Like she does no purpose to me. She all, all she does is degrade everybody else for her gain. And I get it. You're a heel, and you know you're your you know your daughter, you know your dad's daughter, and shit. I get it. You know it's in the McMahon blood. You you know you're ruthless. I get it, but you're not executing like your dad did. Yeah. No, your dad. He had a ability to piss you off in a way where it was more heel like like heel you're just coming off as a straight dick you know like literally yeah and 
and that's not even the right word I want to use. Like, yeah, like you come off not as a heel. Like you come off on some like literally. If I met you in real life, I probably wouldn't fucking care for you. Yeah, <laughs> like for real. Like I just yeah. And and then for her to say, well, trying to take the spot, like you know, I'm the reason for this woman's revolution. This that. No, it's just like shut up. That's what I'm saying. It's so annoying. Like, she always wants to be the focal point and shit. And it's like, Triple H, we all know, has had more hand in that than you ever did. So, like, let's just leave it at that. Let's. You're, the only thing you're responsible for is making making promos worse. That's the only thing you're responsible for. So, let's, let's keep it a buck. Let's not beat around the bush. You're the reason why, you're one of the reasons why CM Punk wanted to leave. Because you want to sit there and try to force written promos on people. When they have a mouthpiece by themselves. They don't need you to have people writing shit for them. So don't... Let's, if we're going to keep it a buck, you that's the only thing you're responsible for. Man. And, and, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't... I just don't like what they're doing with Rhonda. Now she's... She loves everybody and this and that. If you really loved them, you wouldn't be champion right now. Yeah, they're just they're doing too much to try to get her over like and, and she's over already. Just, That's just the, the thing. Greatest what what whatever whatever you do with her character, she's going to get that pop no matter what. So I just I don't know, man. Like you're just rushing her so quick and just doing a lot of stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I agree with you on that just, shit. Just just putting a rocket on her back and shooting her to the top when it's just way too early for it. Should I guess Angles on vacation? And now Baron Corbin is the acting GM. Now, there's two things on here that I want to speak about on this subject. Obviously, I feel like Kurt Angle, and it's been rumored, like Kurt Angle's been wanting to wrestle. Before he even returned to WWE, he's wanted to wrestle. And I'm pretty sure he did not think he was going to come back and be a fucking general manager. It's been over a year now. So, I mean, I like how they made it storyline-wise, like, oh, this is a stressful, you know, job for you. You deserve a vacation, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I, I think he really wants to get back in the ring, and maybe they might have that in the cards. I mean, I think of him being there for a year, he's proved that he's he's going to stay sober. He's proved that he's not going to be a problem for the company. So I think he deserves one last run, regardless if it's sparingly or if he returns as a full-time wrestler. I mean, fuck, he's, he travels with Raw every week anyways. He might as well be a weekly used character. But I think uh, he's possibly training for a return as a wrestler. Obviously, he'll probably face Baron Corbin. I, that would be the only logical sense to me. But wh- how would you feel about Kurt Angle coming back, and how would you want him to be used? Would you want him full-time, part-time, or not at all? I'm just conflicted on it because I want to see him wrestle – but only for like once in a rare occasion. Yeah. Maybe like three times a year, four times a year. I'd make it a little special. He's, he's too old and fragile for him to be wrestling every week. He's broken his neck like four or five times. Like that's all it's going to take is one little buckle bomb from Rollins and Cruz <laughs> out of here. He's going to, why is, why he's going to get you out of there? Like he got sting out of there. So I just, Damn. I don't want you to get injured. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're a legend. Probably three or four matches a year and stay as the GM. That's what I would do. But that's just me, though. I can respect it. Now, the other part, making Corbin 
the acting GM. Obviously, he has the the heel heat. Like people don't like him. So that just means it's going to be more interactions with Roman now that he's the universal champion, which is going to try to make Roman be the baby face by default. <laughs> WWE is in full fucking protection mode, and I'm going to elaborate even more in the next segment. I'm going I'm to segue into it right now, but that's my, like, you know, I, like that's how I'm feeling about it. Like, they're just going to end up using him as a way to try to con- take the heat off Roman, and you're going to have to cheer because he's going to call him a bitch or a dumbass or something. He's going to say some type of cuss word to make Roman look edgy and shit, and then Corbin's going to be sitting there with pie on his face. And, yeah, so that's how I feel about that. And then the the segue into the next uh, part is like you know the Finn and uh, Roman match. First of all, how did you feel about it? It was good. Uh, for uh, for uh, main strap to be on a, on on a Raw to be getting defended, I felt like yeah I didn't expect a five star match, but I felt like it was good. It was good enough. Yeah, I di- I didn't really expect him to to lose the belt the night after just conquering Brock. So I knew oh, well, for a that, fact that wasn't going to happen. Clearly. But to furthermore elaborate on what I'm saying is magically the shield reunites. It's like, so now you're even putting it on more to try to get Roman cheers now because they got to cheer when they come out. Cause he's with Seth and fucking Ambrose. So it's like, I just feel like they are truly trying their fucking hardest to just be like, you're going to like Roman. Whether it's we got to have him fucking run Corbin down every week or whether we got to have him start coming out with the boys again, you're going to cheer for him. And I just feel like that's kind of like a cheap way to do it. You know, like it's not there. It hasn't been there. Just take your L and try to get better. But like, <laughs> but don't sit here and like try to force this shit like you guys are about to, though. Uh, I have a question. So Brock or uh, Braun, he did cash his thing in, right? No. Nah. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say, no, he's still money in the monster in the back. I was gonna say because if if that if that's the way that you're gonna protect Roman, also like wow, <laughs> like because I, I was sitting there pissed, like man, bro, did he really just cash that in and then get squashed by the shield? Yeah, I, bro, I was, I was some... so pissed for a second, like no, like right? Bron, the Braun should doing? be the universal champion. Please don't fuck him over. Like I feel so bad for Braun, like. I don't understand, bro. Like, sometimes I just, like, get so frustrated with it. It doesn't make sense to me. Man. Oh, it's going to be some fun times ahead for this podcast with Roman as Universal Champion. Yeah. And we've already been talking about Roman so much. So, it's like, yeah, now we really don't have a fucking <laughs> Right. Trip. Now we really have to talk about this motherfucker. But it's just um, his yard and we're living in it. For real, man. Fuck, man. On that note, we're going to switch to SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll get to him next week. Believe us. I want to start off with the Miz promo. You know, he comes out basically cutting what was Daniel Bryan's retirement speech. Real heel shit. Like I said, man, before, you got to respect Miz's heel work, dude. Like, you don't got to be a fan of his, but you can't say that he doesn't make you not like his character. Makes me want to slap the shit off. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, man, just hats off to Miz. Uh, Even had Maurice out there fake tearing up with him and shit, thinking it was, you know, some serious shit. But, um... Obviously, there was some going back and forth and fucking Brie Bella. Like, we need her in 2018. Makes a return. Socks Miz in the face. And now there's been set up for, I forget what. what Hell and so, yeah. Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus Miz and Maurice. How do you feel about this match? That shit made no sense to me, man. 
None of it makes sense. I mean, you know they got to plug Maurice in there because the Miz and Mrs. Show, which hey, by the way, I fuck with that show a little bit, bro. I do got to give them props on their fucking little reality show because compared to Total Bellas and Divas and all that other shit, this show is actually some shit that you would watch if it wasn't even the Miz. Yeah, I'm not checking in for that, but uh, <laughs> he said no, I'm not doing that. Shit. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't need a Bella in 2018. We I. I'm just not interested. I'd just rather have them go solo, one-on-one, in a Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that they're necessarily needed at all. I don't have a problem with Maurice, but like and, I don't care for the fucking Bellas. So, I mean, and, once again, her using her husband's fame to stay relevant. <laughs> and, and what's really pissing me off is we're, we're constantly talking about these intergender matches, but it's okay for a girl to keep hitting a guy. But... As soon as a girl, or as soon as a guy, or as soon as a girl tags in a guy, the girl has to leave the ring. Like, no, like it, let's keep it fair, equal rights, they, right? They acted like fucking domestic violence was on the rise during the Attitude Era and these matches with Dudley. Like, where there was like a thing where a, a epidemic of women being put through tables and shit. Like, it's fine. Trust me. Just because they don't see it on your show, it's plenty of other platforms to see those kind of matches. So. You're not. You're, you're losing out on another avenue. Exactly. They're fucking idiots about that. And and it's just, she just comes in and punches Miz in the face, and it's like Miz should have dropped her, bro. If I was Miz, bro, <laughs> I'd have Chris Jericho her ass like he did. <laughs> <laughs> bro, Mike Jericho straight up punched Shawn Michaels' wife in the face. Oh, man, that shit was crazy, man. I watched that shit live. That shit was wild. The only reason why it's funny is because it was so unexpected. Like, I I think Sean just ducked. That was fucking wild, man. Hey, we got to watch this after this show. (laughs) Jeff Hardy finally got to go one-on-one with Randy Orton. Uh, He finally came out and did something, opposed to SummerSlam, just... Changing his mind last minute and wasting our fucking time. Yeah. Uh, I like the ending. He got his payback. Yeah. Could you please stop putting your finger in his ear, dog? It was cool the first time, but don't overdo it now because I'm over the squeamish shit and it lost its effect. Yeah. The first time, yeah, it, was it had that shock value. Yeah, now it's now just it's, like, now you're just being a dick. Now you got to rip it. Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> now you got to that, fucking what... rip his ear half now. <laughs> that's the only way you're going to get people on board. So stop fucking doing that. Please. But I'm, I'm glad he kicked him in the nuts, though. <laughs> Finally, some payback. Yeah, oh, that was. I've been the first thing I did. I'd have fucking Robbie Gold punted him right in the nuts <laughs> as hard as I could. As soon as the bell rang, and then <laughs> then just kept trying to whoop him while he was down. The Becky Lynch promo of them still trying to make us think of her as a heel. What do you think of her as after that promo? <laughs> I'm just getting pissed, like, how they're just ignoring, they're ignoring people and their reactions now. It's it's just a full-on, we don't care about what the crowd likes. Because we're wrestlers, or we're agents, and we, like, dude. We know best. You know, you really don't, not all the time. Don't get me wrong, obviously, you guys know something, because if you didn't, we wouldn't get the great shit that we do get when we do get it from you, but you guys ain't on 24-7. You're, you're, you're ignoring Braun. You're ignoring Roman. You're ignoring. You're ignoring Becky Lynch's because Becky Lynch is an organic over. 
Yeah, the crowd just naturally fucks with her. They fuck with her story. They seen her journey, and that's why they're not taking her being a heel. Even though you got her trying to come out and make us look at her as a heel, we're still not going. It, to, to me, it's just, I'm just over it. Like, you, like I said earlier, you're talking about all this tea stuff and how they're not like uh, Sasha and Bailey, but now they're the exact same thing. Are we, were we just supposed to forget about that little promo? We're supposed to have short attention spans when it comes to WWE. I hate that shit. It's like, it's like, no, man, we can go on the, we can go on the network. We can go on Hulu and watch it. Anytime we want. That's why we pay for it. And it's like, you guys just sweep shit under the rug and it's supposed to just be a new day. Nope. No pun intended, but (laughs) it's just, I don't know, man, I'm over it. Cause Becky's over. Like, I, I don't understand how you constantly ignore signs from the crowd. Well, ju- they, they ran a poll, I guess, on WWE asking if, if they've been supporting Becky through this whole time, and it was like 90-something percent saying yeah. So hopefully they reconsider what the fuck they're doing and make some adjustments. I just found, I found it funny how Road Dogg's sitting there trying to, on Twitter, trying to justify what he's doing. And it's like, dude, just listen to your fans. That's all you got to do. He on his LeVar Ball shit. That nigga never lost, bro. He don't never want to take an L, even when he's blatantly wrong. He never just wants to just, all right, I fucked up, guys. You Or you guys are right, or I see where you're coming from. No, no. Like, somebody tweeted him talking about, oh, you know, like, I'm in agreement with what she's saying because she has the right to feel that way, and that's the story you guys told us. Oh, that's not the story you were told. That's the story you wanted to hear. Uh, What the fuck? No, here's your L, sir. Take it, enjoy it, <laughs> and just fucking move forward. That's all there is. But he every he's notorious for that shit. Yeah. Like I fucked with him as a wrestler, but ever since he's done put on the suit and been backstage, like this motherfucker just comes off like a like I don't even know what word to use, or what's even safe to use in 2018 for real. But like this motherfucker's just dumb. Like I don't respect his like ideology on shit and how he just expects us to just slurp everything up and just. Yeah, can we have some more soup, please? This is great. Like, no, it's not. He's giving us shit sandwiches, and we're supposed to like it. Yeah, man. But, shit. Oh. but let's not totally throw him under the bus, though, because he does have a better show than Raw. So it's not like he's the worst show in the whole company. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, and it's, and we can't even act like it's because they have all the talent. They have good talent, but their talent's just doing the most with it. But that's that's always been the, it seems like that's always been the theme on SmackDown, though. Every time the, there's a brand split, SmackDown always goes hard just because they know they're not they're not on the Monday night slot. So I always feel like you're going to get great shit from SmackDown. But anyways, moving on, though, we're, we got a rematch from uh, the pre-show on SummerSlam that we didn't touch, touch on, which is because it was basically the same shit, just different outcomes. Both good matches, though, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, I... At SummerSlam, I do got to admit, I mean, I was just kind of like, okay, what are we doing with Rusev? You know, he was just in the title picture facing AJ, and now he's on the free show losing for, like, what, the third or fourth time to the same couple? That don't make sense, dude. So I was just kind of like, okay, man, like, I'm not mad at Andrade winning, but what the hell are we doing? But then fast forward to, you know, Tuesday night, Adam, uh, or not Adam, but uh, Aiden English is actually there, actually does something right, like I suggested on the last podcast, and they get the win. Finally, and everything seems to be all right with them. <laughs> Back being friends, everything's cool, everyone's happy. So, you got any takes on that? Uh, back to the shit I was saying with the intergender stuff. Okay. Stop having these girls come up and hit them if the guys can't hit them back. 
Please. It is pretty moronic. I don't understand why that even is like a thing. Like it should be the same on both sides. It's really stupid. But this is the same company that wants people to be a star while their heels are bullies. So it's not much logic with these people at all. Yeah. Uh, but overall, though, it was both matches were good. Yeah. Uh, just glad they have some for Almas. Uh, Selena Vega actually did some shit in the second match where it was like, okay, now you don't look like a total imbecile out there because yeah. you know damn well she can work. You guys are just trying to play it off like Cien Almas is just all the talent and she has none. Yeah, she's just there, you know. <laughs> oh, she used to have belts on other shows, bud. You know, but you know we're supposed to not know that apparently. At all. Moving on to another rematch, the last uh, match of the night on SmackDown, Bludgeon Brothers versus The New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, again, for the SmackDown Championship. When I saw that it was announced for the SmackDown Championship, I'm like, yeah, Rowan really fucked up, like he's injured or taking the straps off. Like, I knew that automatically, and I was kind of salty about that shit because it's just like, The New Day doesn't need it. Uh, But... I guess the match, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to be too critical, but I, I like the SummerSlam match more than the SmackDown match, if that makes sense. Not saying that the SmackDown match was bad, but out of the two, I preferred the SmackDown one, or not SmackDown one, SummerSlam one, because, you know, SmackDown ended up ending with New Day being the five-time fucking tag champs, man. Like For for me, I like the SmackDown one more. I didn't like the finish. The finish pissed me off. I already yeah. knew they were going to lose, but... That's how you do it. I mean, they really had no other choice. You know, if Buddy was injured, like, you can't keep letting them be champs. They, they had to drop it, but it goes back to them. It should have been the bar of fucking sanity facing them at SummerSlam in general. Yeah. It would have been in a better position. So if this shit still would have happened, at least it would have went on Cesaro and Sheamus for sanity. You know, like, it would have been like, okay, cool. Instead of just throwing them another fucking, you know, notch on their belt again. They're, they're still selling merchandise. You guys still got them doing all the promo runs, basically. Like, they don't need it. Selling hella bootios. Man. But, yeah, that was just my take on it. I mean, obviously, after it was announced, I it was pretty much clear that what was going to happen with the championship. So, I mean, it is what it is. Hopefully, New Day ends up facing Sanity or The Bar, even though they faced them plenty of times already. I feel like Sanity should be the next thing because it's the freshest thing they got. You got anything left for uh, SmackDown? Nah. All right, shooting over to 205 Live, which was not much of nothing. You know, the Noam Dar versus TJP match was pretty decent. I hate the fact that now Noam Dar, I guess, has won the series between those two. But, I mean, the match all in all was was good. I mean, TJP's TJP. I feel like he's the he calls himself the cruiser great for a reason. Like he's not the greatest, but he's I'm, as far as two hundred five live goes, he's one of the best. He's a fucking vet. He's been doing this shit for a while, and he doesn't really fuck up too much in the ring. So I mean, and then you know Noam Dar, obviously they're just you know letting them get that rub. You know he's fresh back from the injury, and they obviously got some type of plan for him. I don't know if they're gonna do anything with him on NXT UK, but maybe they might be doing just you know pushing him on two hundred five live. Because after Gulak losing, what, are we going to go back to Mustafa or? Lita. Yeah, I hope. Okay, you have a one-hour show every week. You have to get Lita on the show every week. Why Why are we going 
episode here, episode there. Every other week, he's not on the show. He's the man of the hour. You only have one hour. <laughs> right. How does that not... Am, am I the I'm only the one putting of, this together? Of every other hour of every other... <laughs> he's only he's only the man of every other hour, apparently. Son of a bitch. <laughs> maybe, maybe that was the first thing that came to mind for me. But I don't know, man. That blew me, man. It's like... But, okay, so for the... Gnome Dar, TJP. So what the fuck are we doing with uh, TJP now? Because now he's lost a series with Noam Dar. Now he's buried even more. Our, I, I, I need him. I would want him to get called up, but I know he's just going to get lost in the shuffle because he's a fucking cruiserweight. So that's the only reason I don't want him to. Because if they do, he's not going to do shit. They might tease him getting a fucking IC or a fucking United States championship shot. He might be even in contention for it, but I don't really see them just because the way they treat the smaller guys. I don't see them doing him any justice. I, that's, that I need, scares I, me for him. I need them to call him up and then have him and Dolph go at it. They could probably have a good match, maybe even a good series. But like, but what would be the end prize though? What number one contendership? Or I mean, maybe that could help out the the shit. You know, if if they're gonna be facing each other to be the number one contender, but. I just fear he's going to get lost in the shuffle, man. Yeah. He's too good to, for that shit to happen. I don't want him to be another fucking Neville and become disgruntled and he just hates the company and wants to fucking leave. I'd rather be on the indies type shit. Like, and I could see that possibly happen. Not that I know him personally, but I mean, just in general, you know, at least you're somewhat of a focal point on 205 Live, at least, you know. You ain't going to get that much mic time on Raw. But he got a good mouthpiece. I don't know. I I yeah, I, I, I could I could see it happen. It's just yeah, it's gonna be tough with it with the, when he got Braun running around for real. Uh, then the fucking tag match, the tornado tag match, which I like the I like tornado tag matches. I like it. It's obviously different than the normal shit. You know, all four competitors in the ring, same time, mixing it up at the same time. I liked I liked how they hit that synchronized uh, moonsault to the outside, the uh, Lucha House Party guys. I like how they hit that. That was pretty fucking crisp. Uh, I didn't like that part. I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't like the like the beginning opening minutes, because everything just seemed timed. It seemed rehearsed, like that. It just seemed rehearsed yeah. to me. So the beginning of the match, th- this match was bittersweet for me, because it was like a crazy spot fest. But the beginning of the match was very timed, very thought out. You know, it just looked. It didn't rehearsed. flow too good. Yeah, it didn't flow. It it didn't look crazy to me. It just looked timed and then they just botched so much in that match they messed up a lot in that match and it's like you guys have been working a little bit together this shouldn't shouldn't be happening this is like what their fourth or fifth match against each other yeah they have been battling it out for the past couple I weeks can, i can understand if this was just going on and just their first match together okay you're probably gonna botch every once in a while you guys got two totally different styles yeah but and i'm trying to keep that in mind but this is like You've been having the same rivalry for like a month and a half now. Like this shit shouldn't be happening at all. And and two hundred five live is already got a struggle enough because it's two hundred five live. And if and if your main event's botching three four times in a match, yeah, people aren't gonna want to tune into that shit. Yeah, I guess some shit. Moving on to NXT on Wednesday, Bianca Belair returning, having a match against the uh, Diana Perrazzo the newest NXT signee. I was kind of surprised that she lost, but I'm not mad at the result because they're still, you know, pushing the whole undefeated thing with Bel Air. So, I mean, I get it. It had to be done. But 
I'm just like, damn, you know, her first fucking first. Well, I was that her. It might have been her first or second match at NXT. I like, thought it was her first. Okay, yeah, so her first, like, damn, you know, she has to lose on her fucking first match. <laughs> like, that's kind of a fucked up way to sign a one of the, you know, top prospects. Yeah, come join us so you can lose. This is the sign of things to come. Hopefully not. But I thought the match was good. It was decent, you know, Bel Air being Bel Air. And I haven't really seen too much of Perazzo. But from what I saw on NX, the NXT show, like, I'm interested. I'm interested in seeing what she's going to bring to the division because obviously she's going to be a player. She's not going to be a background character. They, she probably will be floating not too far from that title. So uh, what, did, what did you feel about her uh, in, her, in her first match? Uh, uh, to me, it was a good match. Uh, I like her. The first time I've ever seen her wrestle. Yeah. So can't be too mad, but there's just, I don't know. I felt like, to, to me, I you only get four pay-per-views in a year. So I don't think that your first episode back, you should just get more of a blow off show. You yeah. know what I'm saying? More just video packages. And I, I hate like, how they do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It was it was good though. I I I have no no complaints about it. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing what NXT does with her. Uh, then in the main event, we had Pete Dunne versus Zach Gibson again. For the NXT UK title. What was your thoughts on this? It was a good match. It's just, it was pointless to me. Because uh, we know that Gibson ain't taking the fucking belt off. We so know it's it. like, uh, well, why are we doing this again? And and Gibson needs to be over NXT UK. Why is he over on NXT? You have a whole brand for him over there. And he you won the tournament. Of people to do your own show. You didn't need to have that match on the show. I mean, the UK brand is going to be launching very soon. There, there's supposedly there's too much talent on that roster for that matchup to be happening. Get real. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I don't like Zach Gibson. His finisher's trash. That's the only. That's my only gripe with him is his finisher. I will give you that. Like that. Other than that, though, he's he's fine for the brand. The UK brand. Yeah, like, for the UK brand, not NXT. Nah. NXT is for the elite. <laughs> for real. No pun intended. Uh, right. <laughs> coming soon. Coming soon. Uh, but, I mean, it was a good match. I mean, but Pete Dunne is the bruiser weight. Like, he's going to manipulate manipulate your joints. He's going to stomp on your hand. He's going to do things that are just just good wrestling. Yeah. So, if, if you can't have a good match with Pete Dunne, you... Probably not a good wrestler. Yeah, I'm ready for them to bring on the next contender, man. Like, hopefully by the time these tapings air, there's somebody else in play for the feud because obviously Dunn's going to need a feud to kick off this brand. And Gibson ain't it. I know he won the tournament. I don't know why the fuck y'all did that, but I don't know much I don't know much about UK wrestling and who's hot out there to, you know, have that big of an argument about it. But um, it, is a, it is what it is the, for me. The only, the only person I see taking it off him is Joe Coffey. Yeah, but I wonder if they're gonna have him team with his brother, because they keep advertising that shit about like as like if they're gonna be tagging together. So it's like I wonder if they're gonna you know put them together for the fucking tag belts over there. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing the the Kofi brothers versus Mustache Mountain. I'm pretty sure they could probably put some decent shit together. Probably Stiff. already wrestled against so shit. Uh, now one more thing I wanted to say uh, uh, for NXT, we saw the Bruiser Weight and Ricochet interact. 
Oh, yeah, they're going to have a tag match next week. Well, they interacted, and uh, Ricochet went to go give him a high five. You know, thanks for you know, helping me out. He said, I ain't giving you a high five. He said, you got something I want. So I think, I think Dunn loses the belt, or, yeah, I think Pete loses the belt, and then he challenges Ricochet for the North American. I just don't like the crossing of the streams, man. Like, I know they're both NXT brands, but it's like UK people need to be on the UK brand, and we need to have the NXT guys facing NXT guys. Like, because you have too many people to be fucking giving Pete Dunne a a shot. Yeah, obviously he would deserve it. I mean, fuck, he's been champion for over 400 days type shit. So, I mean, yeah, obviously he is a contender, but that's not his brand. You had him doing matches on NXT. Then you had him do his Raw debut like he was going to be defending the fucking belt on Monday Night Raw and hasn't been seen since. Now we got the UK brand, but now you're having him do shit and then alluding to wanting the North American Championship. Like, y'all got to get your shit together. He's the champion for the UK brand. That's where his ass needs to be. That's just how I feel about it. Maybe down the road after the brand launches, you guys can do a joint takeover. Maybe make it three hours or whatever the fuck, so you can get their titles in, in, in the picture, too. But other than that, I feel they need to be separate. Uh, you got anything else on it? No, that was that was it for NXT. Yeah, just these last, uh, just got two more topics I want to touch on. Uh, you feel Brock's done with WWE? Like, for good? No, not for good. You know the door is always going to be open, and you know this motherfucker's probably going to come back after whatever the hell happens in UFC. But, like, so you think we're, like, you know, Kurt Angle shot Paul Heyman down on Raw for the rematch, talking about there's no chance in hell or a cold day. Now, whatever reference he made, but basically, like, hell no. It's not happening. So that's what, you know, like, maybe Brock is going to be gone for a while. I mean, he's been back in that testing pool shit. They've been a lot of chitter-chatter about the whole Daniel Cormier uh, shit. So. Yeah, well, as long as Brock. (laughs) Doesn't fuck up and test positive for steroids. Yeah, he's gonna be gone till he's been least, looking small. At, at least, yeah. Uh, no, he's getting compared in. To, he's getting in fighting shape. To, that's why compared to how he used to look is like compared to his last UFC fight. Obviously, put it that way. It's like it looks like he's been and he was with the company. So I mean, like, yeah, and they don't drug test him over there. So and then obviously he dropped dirty <laughs> for that fucking Mark Hunt fight. So it's like, yeah, that compared to where he's at now, like, yeah, he's slimming down. Yeah, well, you know, if I was him, I'd be trying to bulk up because right. Cormier coming <laughs> for you. What are you dude. doing? <laughs> probably going to knock you out. I, I got to watch it. I don't know where the fuck I'm going to watch it, but I'm going somewhere and I'm watching that shit. We, we might have to go to Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> to watch it. Get me some, uh, some uh, habanero mango. <laughs> oh, yeah, them bitches be hidden. Uh, yeah, and the last one I wanted to talk about is... Uh, Thoughts on Bullet Club coming to WWE recently to set it up for people that may not be aware. Recently, uh, the guys from Bullet Club said that they basically had made a pact together that where whatever next move they're making, they're making as a group. So wherever they go, they're going as a group. And at first, when I first heard that, I'm like, okay, good shit. I mean, I'm not really a fan of Hangman Page, but I mean, shit, like as far as Marty, the Bucks and Omega, you know, good shit. Like that's good that they're actually going to come to the E. But then Cody Rhodes does an interview not too long after that, talk, and he was asked about going back to WWE, and he said the answer would probably be no. So it's like, you better not be the fucking reason we miss out on Bullet Club. Actually, I mean, besides the Tongans, 
being in fucking WWE. Like, because Cody, you're not even an OG member, man. So I hope that they're really not going to hold you to like that. I understand you guys may have built some bondship, especially, you know, selling out all in. You know, yeah, you guys are probably really cool with each other. Eat dinner, go to each other's houses, you know, know, you know, chill with each other's wives and shit. You know, y'all do, you know, the, the big, you know, get together shit. So there's obviously more to wrestling. But I mean, that better not be the reason we get deprived of that shit. I understand, you know, you've been there, done that. They haven't been there and done that, though. So don't let your bitterness, if that's even the case, if this is the case, don't let your bitterness or your ill will towards WWE affect what could be for them. I I just, I obviously, it's going to happen. I don't care who we get. If it's just the Young Bucks, if it's just Kenny, if it's just Marty. Well, it has to be the elite. It has to be Bucks and Kenny for sure. Marty... I don't know what the fuck they would do with Marty. I think that's why they keep making jokes on being the elite, talking about how he's going to be on 205 Live. Like, they know WWE's not going to use Marty right. He's going to have to be in NXT, or they're going to fucking ship him to 205 Live. And that's sad yes. to say. I'd, but... I'd love Marty to be on 205. Come in and attack Cedric right away. I and mean, then, don't and, get me wrong. If he, I mean, just bro, his entrance alone is going to get entr- fuck over. Like, bro, he's him, him over. coming out with his with his umbrella on two hundred five live. Yeah, with the with the stage all black and purple. Come on, man, he's the perfect guy for that brand. Him or Will Ospreay. Those are the only two guys that I can see coming over that be perfect for two hundred five. Speaking of Osprey, I think he's going to be with the company within a year's time. I don't even know what his contract status is, how long it is, but if it's not like you know, if it's up within the year, I feel like he's going to sign with WWE. Like, because you you know, you, your buddy Ricochet went over. You get to see how they're treating him and how they're utilizing him. It's going to be the same shit. So I mean, it's going to be the same scenario with Kevin. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, like, y'all did your shit on the indies. They got to come to NXT and tear it down. Triple H will most definitely give you guys the time to fucking do a match for the North American or just even if he's not the champion, he will definitely give y'all the chance to get all your shit off that you guys did in your indie days because you guys went to battle plenty of times. So I feel like I could see him definitely signing within a year's time. I mean, I I hope. But, but now that you said about Marty, though, like, yeah, those two would probably be the best. I, But I'm for a better 205 on my Gulag shit. For a better 205. I literally want a better one, though. Not this no-fly zone shit. I want more flying. I want more indie luchador style shit. Like, not this let's play it safe, guys, because we're in WWE. It seems like motherfuckers get injured more wrestling your guys' way. Before they sign with you, they wrestle these reckless-ass styles, and they barely get injured. As soon as they get with you guys, all of a sudden, they're fucking tearing shit. Shit's breaking. And they're supposedly working a safer <laughs> way. So that's what just kind of kills it for me. Like, yeah, yeah, we need more for 205 Live. More wrestlers and more freedom for them to do what the fuck they need to do. And more cowbell. But, yeah, what? so you feel like they're coming, though? Or do you think it's going to be a holdup with Cody since they made this alleged pact? I don't with care each about other? Cody. He's already been in WWE. I don't care about him. It's it's as long as we get somebody from Bullet Club, and hopefully they're able to bring the Bullet Club name over. Because I, I, it's it's okay if they don't, but it would make it a whole lot more dope if they were able to. I think they should. I think that they, you know, if you guys since you guys put your money together and did the all in thing, 
and you guys want to make your next move as a group, then y'all all should chip in and fucking present New Japan with the bag to try to acquire the name. Because you got Tommy Tonga, you know, the Tongans doing their firing squad shit. Obviously, there would have to be some type of deal to where they could still use the Bullet Club skull or, you know, certain shit like that. But they would obviously, they're already having in place their own offshoot. So I really feel like they should pony up the money together, whatever the fucking number may be, because it is a hot commodity. Bullet Club sells everything from fucking patches to fucking anything, dude. So And that shit sells. So, I mean, of course, New Japan might be kind of reserved about losing out on that, but it's, 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 it would be best for everybody. So they can go over to WWE, maybe reunite. If there doesn't got to be, I mean, it would be nice if Finn was involved, but, I mean, at least get Gallows and Anderson back involved in that shit and let them be the new age NWO that they were on the indies and in New Japan. I, I, I would, I'd keep them separate, though. I'd have Ballard Club and then Bullet Club. If they get to keep the Bullet Club name, fuck that Balor Club shit, because that shit was just a cheap, cheesy knockoff because they couldn't use Bullet Club. If we get the name, nigga, we using the name. Fuck that. Why are we going to be calling Balor Club when we are so? So you you can have two different factions. Or two two different. To to go up against each other. Not why would they go against each other? They were all cool. Except for the AJ shit. They jumped AJ out. Finn didn't have that issue. But they, I, I don't believe Gallows and Anderson had that issue. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't think you should just make this big-ass faction. We ain't had nothing like that in forever. Wrestling has been missing that. They kind of accomplished it on the indies, having all these people. There's people. They are really the NWO. There's motherfuckers on there that we don't even know about. Who the fuck is Chase Owens or Stevens, whatever the fuck his name is? He's a Bullet Club member. Never heard of this nigga. Never seen him before, but he's a Bullet Club member. So it's like they can do it right in WWE just by... Not adding the B team or some other motherfuckers that don't got nothing going on. Just literally keeping the core people together. And you can split it up. Now that we can use the name, okay, AJ can maybe, or Kenny can maybe head up the one on SmackDown or, you know, on Raw, whichever. I mean, you can do your generals and split it up, but it doesn't got to be a NWO black and white and Wolfpack type situation. We can still all rock the same merchandise, obviously, if you guys are on Raw and want to put a little red on your shit, okay, and we're on SmackDown, we might put a little blue on our shit, but there's no feuding with us, we're just on different brands holding it down for the, the Bullet Club umbrella. Well, then what's going to happen with Undisputed Era? Adam Cole. They're going to have to feud with these niggas, but it would have to be on one brand. We can't do this because they'll be too deep. <laughs> they would be too damn deep, so we would have to have it split to where it's Bullet Club Raw, Bullet Club SmackDown. Well, if you're going to do whatever it. whatever brand they end up on, that's who y'all going to feud well, with. Well, in my eyes, if you're going to do it, yeah, if you're going to do it, well, then do it, and you're going to be deep as fuck, and you're not going to lose for a while. You shouldn't lose for a while, at least. Yeah. <laughs> y'all niggas are too deep for that shit. Somebody better be coming out doing something. <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, man, I didn't have too much uh, left for this week. That was about it for me. What about you? Yeah, not too much, man. We actually had a decent show this week. Actually, actually, really had some shit to talk about, which I'm happy about because God has been a fucking yeah. Struggle. Past past two weeks have just been dry, as far as having material. Yeah, so we're gonna end up getting out of here though. But before we do go, uh, right now on our Twitter account, we got a poll going up. We're interested in hearing from you guys. We're contemplating covering Impact Wrestling. If you guys want to see us or hear us, hear us, I should say. And start uh, hear us start giving our takes on Impact Wrestling. Make sure you hit the poll so we can know, because we are judging off of that. Because it's already a lot of WWE going on, and that's an extra two hours. So we will do it for you guys if you want to hear it. But if not, it's going to be the same format of what's going on right now. But until then, 
See you guys next week. That's about it for this show. And we're going to holler at y'all. All right, guys.